Blog Talk Radio. Alan Babbitt brings us an album that took decades to produce and worth every minute of it. Plus, Flora Cash is back in the USA with a new album. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians and fans in the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk to you, so you can always call in, 347-215-7511, or if you're, you know, you're at work and you got your headphones on, you can't call in, email us. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. That's music Friday Live at gmail.com. And welcome to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all of their radio affiliates, and also to those listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or who will hear us tonight in London. So if you are listening live and have questions or comments for our guests, you, too, can call us, 347-215-7511. But if you're in one of those stations on the East Coast or if you're on the Artist Echoes Network in London and we're not live there, go ahead and email us. We'll forward your emails on to our guests and they can answer your questions. And also the same if you're listening to us on a podcast. You know, you can download our podcast on iTunes. So we're all we're, wherever you are. Well, you know, very few musicians wait until they're almost 70 years old to release their debut album. Alan Babbitt is one of them. Maybe he's the only one. He's been a musical dabbler at a very high level for most of his life, taking up the clarinet in junior high, then realized he could sing and switched to the guitar so he could accompany himself. But music took a second fiddle in Babbitt's life when he was hired as a TV producer director at a PBS station in Las Vegas to create educational programs for children, for kids. And he quickly used his musical talent to write and perform songs on the program that kids love. And of course, that was his first crack at songwriting. Later on, while a film and video maker in San Francisco, he also composed and arranged and produced music as a sideline. But he never quite got around to recording his own EP. Well, now he has the just-released debut album, New Road. It's an eclectic mix of musical styles, including folk jazz, and a new genre that he calls grump rock, which is his way of writing songs about everyday's feelings that everybody has about stuff that we all have to deal with. Well, he deals with spammers and baseball and stuff like that, but uh, right now he's going to deal with us because he's on the air and you can talk to him yourself. Alan Bauman, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for the uh, opportunity to be here. And thank you for turning up your volume a little bit, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll try and speak louder. Speak louder. Project. Imagine okay. the microphone's on the other side of the room. Well, let me okay. give our audience a full, a full disclosure. You and I have been friends for a long time, um, but somehow, as you know, 
I never put you and music together. How is it that you create and have created all this great music and people like me never knew it? Well, as you mentioned earlier, music kind of took a back seat for me for most of my life. I dabbled in it. Um, But when I turned 65 a few years ago, I realized that it was now or never. And uh, I decided that it was now. So (laughs) as soon as I figured that out, uh, our subconscious is really kind of interesting in that uh, when we suggest something to it, it'll do the work for us. And as soon as I decided to head toward writing and recording my own songs, things started bubbling up. I uh, got ideas for songs, lyrics, uh, guitar chords. My fingers seemed to go to new places that uh, were sounding pretty good. So uh, that was about four years ago, and uh, I just started writing songs uh, and recording them, which was an adventure unto itself. Uh, It's only the last few years, really, that People like myself have had the tools at our disposal to to easily be a one-man band, basically, to sing and to write songs and record them in a professional way without having to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in the studio. So everything kind of came together for me, and uh, before I knew it, uh, I had written nine original songs and recorded them, and I thought they sounded pretty good. I still do, actually. I feel real good about it. Um, But the interesting thing was, I'm a guitarist, uh, and I'm not a bass player, I'm not a drummer, I'm not a keyboard player, but with the, the software available today, I was able to create tracks that worked. Luckily, I have a decent ear, and I can... I, I over the years, one of the benefits to being older is that uh, you kind of get to know what you like and what you don't like. And I can tell when something works for me and when it doesn't. If it doesn't, I just tweak it and play with and it until I get it to work. So well, I, as you mentioned, I was, as you mentioned, this is. Of, uh, the, the, sorry, you uh, you wrote nine songs, and of course, you added one extra song uh, to the album. So it's a really full album. But I wonder, um, Alan, if after four decades, um, do you have some more left in the tank and that this is not going to be the, the the only CD that you release? I, I, I'm pretty sure there's more left in the tank. And, and I can really promise everybody and myself that it's not going to take another 65 years to produce a second <laughs> album. Who knows? The software might be better in 65 years. It might even be maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I won't have to do anything. I'll just plug it in my head, and uh, yeah. it'll write the well, songs and record them. Well, speaking of writing songs, uh, you wrote a song about writing songs, so let's stop talking about writing songs and, and play one. This is one of my favorites. This is the songwriter. So now the notes were all napping in my Martin guitar But they were always ready to play The words yet unsaid were still in my head Waiting to have their say They were all rooting for the writer to write 
They hoped it wouldn't take too long For what they were seeing Was their reason for being A chance to be in a song sounds like that you, that you sort of consult with the songs before you write them. Um, do they actually talk to you and say, please, Alan, write me some notes? <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but I, I do kind of feel that they, the, the notes and the words, which is kind of the character, are kind of the characters in the songwriter song, um, I think they, they do kind of exist there. I, I feel that they're 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 waiting to to come out and uh and as i said before the our subconscious will do some of the work for us they they seem to bubble up and uh uh i i think it's a lot easier that way there sometimes it doesn't work that way and sometimes you have to grind and beat your head against the wall to come up with the lyric or the the, the piece of the music that uh, needs work, but uh, I, I really think that they have a little bit of personality to them. Yeah. The notes and the words. Well, it's it, it sounds like it. Now we have a picture of you in 1974 oh, standing up before a, right before you're in front of a microphone in what looks like a, a music venue. Did you play your songs back then live, even though you didn't record them? Um, I had a few little gigs. Uh, that that one actually was for a film that was being made about my move from Las Vegas to San Francisco for a career education f- series for kids. Uh, right about the time I left that job to move to the Bay Area, they wanted to tell the story of how you decide on what career you are going to go for. And uh, they did two films about me as I was trying to decide if I was going to be a musician and follow that course or if I was going to continue to make films and videos. And so we filmed that in a place called the Holy City Zoo on Clement Street in San Francisco. I know it. Uh, back in 1974. Well, that's uh, uh, a great story because we now know where it went. It went to this wonderful album and also a lot of great pictures in, in television. We're talking with Alan Babbitt about his debut album, New Road, and you can talk with him. You can call in at uh, 347-215-7511, and we do have some callers on the line. We'll get to them uh, right away. You can also email us, and we have a couple of emails, too, so your, your fans are out there. 
Now, um, uh, I want to play a little bit of uh, To Hell With... Actually, oh, I'm getting uh, a signal from my producer. He says that we're getting emails, people who want to hear a little bit more of the songwriter. So why don't we just play a little bit more of the songwriter? So now the notes were all napping in my Martin guitar. But they were always ready to play The words yet unsaid Were still in my head Waiting to have their say They were all rooting For the writer to write They hoped it wouldn't take too long For okay, what for they were saying Was there it is. We have a caller on the on the line, uh, Alan. So I'm going to let you talk to Charlotte from Las Vegas. Uh, Charlotte, you're on the air. Thank you. Hello, Alan. Hi, Charlotte. It's been a long time. That's right. And I know you're doing well, and I'm happy to hear this. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. Charlotte and I do go back a long time. Uh, we were both in, both involved with the PBS station, Channel 10, back there in Las Vegas, back in the early 70s. Right. I'm, I'm glad you glad you called in. Well, it's my pleasure, and I'm happy to hear that you're doing so well. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Charlotte, do you have a question for Alan? No, I hadn't thought about a question, except that I want to know how you have had the strength and the wonderful talent to survive this long. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I have I have faced a few challenges, physical challenges, but um, I've somehow managed to uh, work through them and find ways to to do what I want to do, and uh, I don't know where all that comes from necessarily, but I'm I'm feeling very blessed and fortunate that I've been able to do that. Well, thank thank you, Charlotte. Uh, we're going to put you on hold now. You can stay on and uh, and listen because we're going to play another one of those great songs. We're going to play "To Hell with Spammers," a song which I know is be, is going to be one of the most downloaded and replayed songs on the album. So here is "To Hell with Spammers." There's a story people tell Of a special place in hell A place so horrific it's just terrific for spammers They have sown With slime balls and slackers And scoundrels and hackers And scammers Where they're forced to work At the speed of loser You know, I gotta say, Alan I think this is the first time We have ever heard anybody sing the word Slime balls On, <laughs> on this show Okay, and I can hear my audience Cheering now All right. Was well, there a particular call that led to that song, or was it sort of an accumulation of 
things that pushed you over the edge into lyric land? I think that it was the hundreds of spam emails I got and had to delete day after day after day a few years ago. And I just got so fed up with it that I, the song just kind of came out of that. And I knew right away that I would be hitting a chord that everybody would would appreciate. Uh, I think that spammers themselves and their moms are the only ones who don't hate spammers and their spam. And I'm not too <laughs> and sure knows, about maybe their, moms. their moms. Do. <laughs> I think their moms might also. Yeah. Well, it's it's a universal feeling, uh, and everybody I know and and all of us I think really hate the idea of being pummeled by emails and faxes and snail mail and unwanted phone calls. Well, um, have you had any pushback from the spammer hacker trolls? And, you know, has your computer suddenly be frozen or your phone uh, have strange things happen to it? Well, th those things do happen, and uh, but I think they happen to everybody. Uh, I yeah. don't, I, I'm, I'm not too paranoid about the spammers coming after me. Hopefully I won't, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, I have, maybe I have enough that. trouble. I have enough trouble learning to fix things on the computer. Well, let's hope you don't get some some ransomware that says take the song down or else. Um, no. Right now, let's shift to a more pleasant subject, um, or sort of a more pleasant subject: baseball. Uh, this is a song called "Back to Baseball," and it has kind of an ironic twist to it. So. Um, why don't we go back to the Brooklyn of your childhood? of angry and happy emails on that one. What an idea for a song. So did those lyrics demand to be a song while you were watching a Giants-Dodgers game? Well, it's interesting. Once the, the Dodgers, who I was in love with as an 8, 9, 10-year-old, they finally win the World Series against the Yankees. And then two years later, they up and left. And it broke my heart. And uh, I vowed never to support another team again. And <laughs> for years I didn't. And then I started missing it. I started missing it up in San Francisco. And I began to guiltily watch a few innings every now and again on television. And and it just came back into my life. And uh, that kind of 
became the the start of thinking about writing a song about it. I I figured it would also strike a chord. There there a lot of people from Brooklyn or who have connections with Brooklyn and remember that time. And well, I won't give uh, away the ending. Uh, I won't either, but let's just say it's uh, it's very ironic. It's also kind of ironic that when the Dodgers left Brooklyn, they came to my town, and I got to listen yeah. to them and Ben Scully every night. So there it is. Um, yeah. You don't re- you, you don't really hate the Dodgers. I mean, I no. It's just sort of the San Francisco Los Angeles rivalry thing, but no, it, it's right. one of the biggest rivalries in baseball, the Giants and the Dodgers. But yeah. But. You know, no, it's a game, you know, and and you don't hate him. I love Vince Scully. I listened Good. to him as a kid in Brooklyn, and, and he, you know, up until this last year, he was still going strong. Yeah, so we, we all miss him here. Well, we've got some yeah. emails here for you. Uh, why don't we okay. start with um, uh, Caesar in Los Angeles, and Caesar in Los Angeles says, why did you wait so long to record an album if you were actually a producer? Well, I was a film and video producer, uh, director, and uh, the music always took a second seat to that. Uh, the, the film and video was how I made my living, really, for many years. And uh, the only time I did music at that point was when one of my video clients uh, needed a, a little musical video or uh, in a couple of cases of commercials and uh, so I, I waited so long because I couldn't really do it for the most part uh, until I was done with my working career with working for clients now I don't have clients very much I, I mostly do my music for myself I'm the client which sometimes isn't <laughs> okay. so great okay. but uh, I don't get along um, with them sometimes. Lydia in Austin wants to know, um, did robocalls interrupt your work, and did you record any of them for this album? Uh, Robocalls did interrupt, and there's a line in the song where um, I talk about how that's the worst thing is to – not only get interrupted when the phone rings, but then you, if you pick it up and and hear that it's a recording, it's like you're getting interrupted and then spammed by a recording. It's the it's the the worst of the of the possibilities of spam. Yeah. Okay. Um, Steamy in Napa wants to know: Do you ever play live in Northern California? Um, you know, I'm not really a performer per se. I, I have occasionally done live gigs, but performing is a whole other other ball game, and it, it takes a tremendous amount of time and energy to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse until you get it to the point where you feel okay about going out in front of people. So I, I haven't really done much performing, and I don't plan to uh, in any great degree unless there's a great groundswell and and i'm given a lot more energy and time <laughs> okay um david in new york city uh first of all he has a comment he says uh, we will forgive you for leaving brooklyn but we'll never forgive you for leaving the dodgers but i have to I have to point out to david that you now support the giants which also used to be a new york team too yes 
It's and then true. he has a question. Um, he wants to know if you uh, ever set your your photos uh, to music. Um, that's that's interesting. Um, I I don't know that we mentioned it already, but I've been a fine art photographer for most of my adult life. Apparently, and, he knows uh, that. Yeah, he he does. Um, and I haven't really set them to music per se. I've used them occasionally as as visuals for things, but I I hope to be able to marry those two things together because they they definitely there's some connections and and they 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 do kind of want to be used together I think. So hopefully hopefully is all I can say at this point. I don't have any specific ideas at the moment but uh, you know, here is a germ of one that's just planted right now, so maybe it'll grow into something. So people should should follow your website. You've got several websites. Which one do you want people to follow to find out if you ever set uh, your pictures to music? Well, I assume that it would appear on the music website, alanbabbittmusic.com. Okay, all right. Well, among the songs in this album, uh, you've got the songs about spammers, you've got the songs about baseball, you've got a blues song called uh, Let's Change the Game about being tired of news. Um, you seem to have a knack for writing songs about the everyday stuff that you know folks really care about. While everybody else is writing love songs and breakup songs, and not there's anything wrong with those, you're writing about spammers. And li- you're writing about life. Um, do you think having been around so long gives you that kind of uh, insight? Yes, that's a very good point. I, I think that's totally correct. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going after the music career in the same way that a 20-year-old might, and so I'm doing what I do because it's what's happening for me, and uh, uh, so that's where that comes from. Uh, I think being almost 70 years old has given me a lot of experience, and that's where. That's where the songs come from. Okay. For me. Well, and, and what's happening to you right now is being spammed and watching baseball games. Okay. Well, that's, all right. That's, we're uh, we're beginning to get a little tight on time, and I do want there's there's another song here I want to I want to play. This is Moments of Decision. Through that new door, and you let yourself see 
There'll be a door after door after door of possibility, each a moment of decision that could set you free. Is that your philosophy? You just keep going through new doors? Uh, well, I think if you're if you're feeling bored or if you want to make a change, it's sometimes very hard to do that. Uh, and I, I think that uh, it's good to realize that you have a lot of choices, a lot of possibilities. So there's bound okay. to be something in there that will work for you. And in the case of my grandparents making that decision, it set me free. Certainly did. Uh, we have one final question here, and this is from somebody I think you know, Stephen Coppels. Um, uh, and he yeah. asks about your Parkinson's disease. And uh, we didn't we didn't mention to the audience that you do have Parkinson's disease. Has it affected your playing and your, your writing music at all? Uh, only in the sense that uh, um, it has given me motivation to uh, to do it. Um, it it hasn't really. Luckily, the meds that I'm taking uh, have mitigated uh, the, some of the symptoms, like the tremor. That would that was before I took the meds. The tremor was getting in the way of my guitar playing, and the, and was also getting in the way of using a mouse. Uh, my hand was jumping all over the place. Nice. But the meds kind of quashed the tremor. So it's not really too much of a problem anymore, and I'm really blessed and fortunate to have a, a, a version of Parkinson's that is very slow to progress. So between the meds and the slowness of the disease going, I'm really able to do almost everything I, I want to do without too much trouble. Well, let's hope that it's so slow that you produce at least a half a dozen more albums because I love what you do. We are out of time, Alan, um, and uh, thank you so much for spending some of that time with us today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. It was fun. Alan Babbitt, the Alan, which you should all get, is New Road. It's on CD Baby. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. You can also follow Alan and his music at alanbabbittmusic.com. You should also take a look at his, what he calls, unstill photography at www.abproductions.com. He's taken his Parkinson's disease, which would normally make it difficult to take pictures, and turn it into an asset, and uh, he has got wonderful pictures. His prints are on the walls of our studio here in L.A. I've given them for holiday gifts to many of my friends, so take a look to me that a great gift package would be a print and an album, two different views, two different views of Alan's world. We're going to take a, a quick break right now. When we come back, Flora Cash is going to join us. Don't go away. But actually, where we're going to go first is Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? 
visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And you will see me in San Felipe, and maybe someday I'll have a voice like that. (laughs) Well, if you're in Southern California, you're in Arizona, it's it's really a fabulous vacation in San Felipe. And it's only a half day's drive, and there's so many things to do. You can fly ultralights and go swimming, and the finest seafood of Mexico comes right out of the the ocean right there in front of you. So go to MySanFelipeVacation.com, and that's where you can get your accommodations, or you can get in San Felipe and Hacienda Beach or even in El Dorado Ranch back in the dunes, mysanfelipevacation.com. And best of all, if you use the, the code MFLA5, you will get a discount. So remember, that's MFLA5, mysanfelipevacation.com. I also want to remind everybody that one of our broadcast partner is um, World Arts, worldarts.com. It's a great platform for people in music, bands, musicians, uh, music executives. Take a look at what they do. It's uh, www.worldarts.com. It's free. We are there. You should be. Well, Floor Cash makes you think. It makes you dream and makes you experience the past of simultaneously through your ears. So duo composed a Minnesotan Cole Randall and uh, a Swede, Chipresa Lahatsa, based in Stockholm, Sweden. They have distilled feelings from their own love story and that of many others into notes and lyrics and emotions that are unforgettable. Listening to Flora Cash is, is a headphones adventure and it takes you into a misty world of melancholy without sadness. There's nothing like what they do and they do a lot. They met on SoundCloud early in 2012. By the end of the year, they'd released their first EP, Mighty Fine EP. And then the following year, they released a second EP, Made It For You. And then that went to an adoring and growing fan base in Europe. The duo then moved to Minneapolis in 2013 for a year. They got married. They took a road trip to to, uh, L.A. And then they moved back to Stockholm. They released another album, I Will Be There. And then their latest album, Nothing Lasts Forever and It's Fine, to me, is their best effort so far out of a collection of really fabulous efforts. I'm hooked. Anybody who puts on earphones and listens will be hooked, too. But right now, you can skip the headphones because they are here with us. Supressa and Cole, welcome to Music Party Live. Thank you for having us. And pardon me for mangling your last name there, Suppressa. I totally find out. Suppressa, now you got to say it for okay. the listeners. Suppressa, yeah. Lashai. Lashai, okay, <laughs> but it's okay. all right. Do my best to get it right. Well, first of all, you released your new album, Nothing Lasts Forever and It's Fine, last month in L.A. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. I understand it was a great party. I'm sorry I wasn't there. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah, we uh, wish you were obviously. Well, you'll come back, and I will be there. Um, I, I, as I said, I think this is your best album so far. And I spent yesterday listening to all of your albums. Each song is kind of an exquisite. I would call it a lovely melancholy jewel, if I can turn a phrase here. You <laughs> did you have the feeling that I have that there are hits on this album as you were putting it together? Um. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honest truth, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I think, yeah. I, I mean, we don't, it's not like we are aiming to write hits like that, but like it just comes naturally, I guess. Yeah, no, but we like, we, I mean, we like to make music that, like, it's, we, it's, it's obviously, first and foremost, it's an expression of ours and it's, um, we, it's what we love to do and it's a form of therapy for us and this and that. Um, but we also like, we want to make music that we really want to listen to. Yeah. So, I mean, for that, for us, that does mean stuff that like we find appealing to the ear and catchy and, you know, so yeah, I think there was definitely songs where we were like, yeah, this is, this is really, this has big potential. Actually. Yeah. Uh, well, you make, you make songs that I want to listen to. And right now we're going to listen to one of them. This is uh, sadness is taking over. sacrifice the pain whoa <laughs> sounds like you've grown old and cold and lost together but you're too young for that so where did that come from <laughs> um you know that's that's kind of a hard one i i think like it's obviously you can interpret it it definitely has a literal interpretation and i think a lot of people can probably relate to that literal interpretation but I think for us, it was like that song in particular was written kind of, I, I, not to get into any personal details, but it was kind of a stressful time for us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, while we were in Sweden, we were just overwhelmed with a lot of things. And uh, I don't know, it just, it, it kind of, it obviously that puts like a little bit of strain on like our relationship, which is otherwise really awesome. And, you know, so I think in those moments, you do feel like you kind of do feel like you're, like you've. Yeah, like the, like that scenario that you just described. Even if you're not literally in that scenario. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I'm being a Californian. I'm going to have to say that you're in Sweden, so of course it's cold. Um, yeah. But uh, there's some hope in there. You end up the song with mm-hmm. some hope. A see life in the right light. It's a bright ride, ain't it, baby? One time we were so high, see the bright side, won't you, baby? So obviously <laughs> there's a there's a happy ending to this. Yeah. I guess. It's, it's okay. totally. It. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, 
also like an encouragement, you know, for when we wrote the song. It's like it's almost like a dialogue between us. Actually, this whole song. Exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it, it was. It was at, the, at that particular time. It was me who was struggling a bit more, and a lot of like Spress's input on the song, like her parts and the the, the chorus and the that that bridge that you just quoted. Uh, that was literally like her trying to comfort me and also trying to understand what I was going through at the time. Yeah, I you know? know. So yeah, we we always want there to be a ray of optimism, no matter no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Well, it comes. Yeah, that is. Yeah, good. We are talking with uh, Spressa and Cole, the duo for for Cash, for Flora Cash, and you can talk with them too. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Oh my God, we got some emails in already. Well, we'll get to those. Um, well, I mentioned that I listen to your music on headphones because of the environment you create. Some would call it a frozen environment. Some would call it. Uh, yeah you're looking at the world through a rainy window and some would call it misty. So what do you call it? How do you describe the aural environment that you create? Where do you go with your music when you put your headphones on and close your eyes? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> but like, yeah. A lot no, of- I think the, 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 the words that you use there, um, we, that, that is definitely, I, I, I totally agree. I, I tend to kind of, for me personally, and I think maybe Spressa feels this way as well, we do kind of, uh, we do see sort of an environment of kind of fogginess mm-hmm. and haze mm-hmm. and like uh, lack of total clarity, I would say. Yeah. Not in a negative sense necessarily, but like just ambiguity, um, kind of some mystery. We like mystery, yeah. in a sense, you know. Um, I guess, it's yeah, it's really hard to describe that. We, we like soundscapes, though. We really want like each song to take people somewhere yeah um that's unique to that particular song yeah you know? that's good <laughs> okay well there, there's one song in the album that i don't listen to with headphones and i don't close my eyes to so i'm going to play a little bit of it and then we'll talk about why and that song is you're somebody else the part of you that only when you're older you will see too, you will see too. I held the better cards, but every stroke of luck has got to bleed through, it's got to bleed through. You held the balance of the time that only blindly I could read you, but I could read you. It's like you told me. Go forward slowly It's not a race to the end Well, you look like yourself But you're somebody else Only it ain't on the surface Well, you talk like yourself No, I hear someone else And now you're making me nervous The first time I listened to that song Um to, I had to listen listen to the music, and then I came back and I listened to the lyrics, and then I watched the trailer for Love Story, and then I I kind of I heard a new a whole new song when I watched the trailer. Initially, I focused on the lines. Now you're making me nervous. You look like yourself, but you're somebody else. Only it ain't on the surface. Uh, 
But then the second time I listened to it, I came back and I said, hmm, I saw the part of you that only when you're older, you'll see too. You'll see too. What was the genesis of that song? You two are not old enough to know what you know about yourself when you're older. Or I don't know, maybe you are. Um, well, like I think, I, yeah, I would say first off, like the song was sparked by, well, it, it kind of came again. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to keep kicking this horse, but like it, it sort of was born a little bit from that same kind of period as sadness um, is taking over. And that one was really like, we both wrote it together, but it started with my idea and it was kind of actually me talking to myself. Like I, I kind of felt like that I was not be like, I wasn't myself, you know, and I, and I was kind of projecting um, my normal self, but I didn't feel all that well. And, um, and also I was thinking about Spressa with the, like, I saw the part of you that only when you're older, I just think it's like sometimes we see things in ourselves or in people, well, in this case, particularly other people, that um, that they just, it's like you see that seed that's going to become, that's going to, that's going to bloom throughout a person's life. You know, like you can, you can see that with like your, like I have younger siblings, like with kids, you can also see like little seeds of the personality that you can kind of see like, Oh wow! I can almost picture him as a grandfather someday, and like you can kind of imagine how you can kind of almost sort of see the trajectory that their life will take, and that and and a lot of times that's like that's the best part of people. So and they don't always see that about themselves, and that's kind of the thing. Like I saw the part of you that only when you're older you will see too. Is just like, yeah, there's that one yeah. with this beautiful seed in you that yeah will bloom. <laughs> now I understand the comment you made early on in the interview about your music being therapy. Because uh, we're, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're, however, that, that, that song also fits perfectly with the trailer for the Love Story Project. You want to tell us a little bit about exactly. the project and, and how you got involved with it? Um, yeah, well, uh, actually, so what happened was um, uh, we were approached uh, by Save the Children to um, do a campaign. It was Save the Children Mexico uh, to do a campaign uh, to raise awareness about the risks um, for children uh, online or, you know, with uh, the technology nowadays. Um, and they, they asked us, you know, everybody involved in this project, it, it, it was on a volunteer basis. So this was, nobody was getting paid or anything. It's a, it was a nonprofit deal. Um, and we just like when they when they told us the idea and how they wanted to use the track and that they thought it would be perfect for this and uh, we just thought wow what a what a great concept and you know like I said I have younger siblings like that are quite you know my first sibling was born when I was 12 so I, I you know I've always been concerned about them with like the the age we live in yeah uh, so we were we were overjoyed to be part of it yeah and it and the song really does fit really well oh, to the, totally to the right. idea yeah. so and when Absolutely. we saw the whole video and stuff we were just like wow it works so well for that yeah yeah it, yeah so, uh, and, Presa, uh i wanted to ask mm-hmm. you uh yeah you're you're in scan you're in sweden how is it yeah. that save the children mexico found you <laughs> well 
I think they they was it who was it between well, between one of their project managers um, was based in Denmark. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the way. Ah. And okay. so yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. We live in the global right. world now. It's crazy. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Is like, true. Okay, well, I, let, let's get to some of these emails because they are real, they're really pouring in here. Um, Rembrandt uh, in Hollywood wants, uh, says, um, you in L.A., so sorry. When do you come back? Oh, glad that he asked. Um, we are coming back in – we're never coming back. It looks like July yeah. at the moment. And yeah. we're, we don't have date confirmed, but we're in discussion with different promoters and stuff, and we'll definitely be doing something in July. Yeah, totally. Okay. Are are you two on bands in town? Um, you know, I think I remember bands in town from a, a couple of years ago, but I don't. We haven't really followed up with it, uh, so I'm not sure actually. All right. Well, if if not, you, you should get on it? bands in town because it's it's a major way in which at least people here find out about who's playing where and follow them. Oh, oh that's, that's really good. good yeah, to yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So they'll know when you're coming back. Justin in St. Paul says, uh, um, "Your songs are so bleak about love. Are you in love, and does it hurt?" <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of therapy. Well, <laughs> well we are not in love. No, kidding. We <laughs> yes, we are very much in love. We are. I would say. Yep. It's just, I think sometimes, like, uh, I don't know. I, I think part of it is we we like to explore the, the, the dark side. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like the, it's just any relationship, or at least I assume, uh, has their ups and downs and also, like, personal ups and downs. It's not just about the relationship always, you know, so... This is okay. that's why some of our songs are a little bit darker, and then they go up, and yeah, exactly. it's just basically describing life in a way. Yeah, okay. and I would also have to just add that part of part of that is like you do do tend to like want to write music in, in the dark moments. Yeah, All, you know what oh, I mean. Yeah. Like it, you want an outlet, well, and you then, do. But it's really really good. <laughs> Other people don't. <laughs> I had this. All right. Well, Justin, don't worry. They're not getting divorced. Um, Maverick in Detroit. This is interesting. What equipment do you use on stage to get the same effect as in your recordings? Well, we have the usually we do it with a band, like um, uh-huh. the the music. Yeah, <laughs> so we try to perform with a band. Well, yeah, and and we have like a guy that operates like you know a bunch of different synth things that uh, kind of yeah that that sort of emulate uh, what we're doing on the recordings. Um, but then it's also different, like, because it is a live performance. So we, we have, we adapt to the live setting. Um, okay. and we don't want like the live thing to be exactly like it is on the album. Anyway, no, but no. And we perform with yeah. a guitarist and sometimes yeah. we do totally acoustic actually. Sometimes we do it acoustic yeah. and we, we always like to have a version of our songs that we can, like, if somebody asks us that we can, we know we can just give them the core of the song if, yeah. if, if necessary. Yeah. It works really well. Yeah. Well, while you were answering, uh, uh, Maverick in Detroit shot us another email that said, please tell them to, to, to come to me to Detroit when they come back in July so I can see them. So I'll leave that one up to you. Uh-huh. Uh, we, have, well, we will be in Minnesota for a bit, so it's kind of close. Yeah. That, that is kind of close. You're right. Uh, we have a song. You have a song in the album that's about my home state, and which is the state I think you're actually sitting in right now. So uh, yep. we're going to play a little bit of 
California.
kind of an urgent sweetness to it. Have you always known you can create ethereal environments like that with your voice? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, say that again. I didn't understand. I'm sorry. Did you ever see your, when you were a child, did you realize what what power your voice had? Uh, Well, I've always been singing since I was a child. And uh, I noticed it more when I was like around 12 years old, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, when I used to sing like Whitney Houston and a little bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I was like, wow, maybe this, yeah, I kind of noticed that to my voice. Right. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever see yourself in, in the future singing to your own child? Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. right. If I have All a right. child, I will absolutely sing to the child a lot. Oh. <laughs> probably okay. all the time. All right. It's going to be a lucky kid right there. <laughs> I'll be a very lucky kid, and probably some of some of the best l- lullabies ever written. <laughs> yeah. And I mean lucky because of stress, but I'm not I'm not tooting my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just for the record. Well, just for the just for the record, we we if you were going to toot your own horn, we don't have time for it because we are about out of time here. All right. So uh, you're going to hang around in the in the states for a little while. Um, like I say, I know you played at the rickshaw stop in San Francisco a couple of days ago, um, and you're putting together uh, gigs in um, in back in the U.S. in in July. Where should people go to uh, to follow you and, and get word on that? Um, I think the best way is probably to just, for now, follow us on our Facebook page, yeah. um, uh, which is pretty easy. It's just facebook.com forward slash uh, flora period cash period band. Um, yeah, for updates, that's the best way. Yeah. Okay. And where is the best, well, where do you want people to go to get your music? Well, I'd say this last album is actually the first album that we put out on vinyl, and we're really excited about that. So best thing for physical stuff would be to go to Amazon. Um, And then for, like, the digital, like the downloads, um, iTunes would be great. And, of course, Spotify if they want to stream it. Okay, everybody got that? And particularly all you vinyl people, there's actually a vinyl record out, and I'll bet it is really something with, uh, with headphones on. Well, I want to thank you, you two, for taking a break from sunshine uh, in Los Angeles to spend some time with us. We very much appreciate it, and I'm looking so much to your coming back where I can see you live. So thank you for calling in today. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, really good. So, Lasad and Cole Randall, the duo Floral Cash. And their new album is Nothing Lasts Forever, and it's fine. You can follow them, as they just said, on their Facebook page. You can go to their website, floorcash.com. You can also get their uh, the music on and all the usual online places, the social media platforms, stream them on Spotify, download them on iTunes. You know, you know the drill. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates and Artist Echoes Network in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on all of our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who has her own radio show now. Congratulations, Angeline. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. 
Be here next Friday. Next Friday, we're going to have Binks. Oh, you people are going to love that one. And also, we're going to have the producer of the Grand Performance Concerts, Leanne Hahn. So that's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. We're going to leave you with a few seconds of California. It's gonna be okay when the rain don't 